But and here's the thing that kind of grinds my gears. It's like a lot of times when she's talking about uh, signs and zodiacs, and she's like, like predicting things that people will do, and all, like she uh-huh. turns out being right, and right, it, and it makes me shake my fist. But I mean, the what, thing what about, can I do? The thing about zodiac and the thing about politics, whether or not they actually apply to like the real, uh, you know, forces and matters of the world, is that they're great prism. For diffusing uh, human traits and human interaction. I guess. So in that way, they can parallel uh, reality and they can be used as a political tool. Even I, if they have no scientific basis, they do have a psychological reality. Even if, if you want to go deep in collective unconscious, like the fact that so many people believe in it and follow it and act in accord with it, even if they don't, even if people don't believe in it, the fact that they're part of a society of people who believe in it eventually will permeate into their through osmosis behaviors, actions. That's a, that's a very interesting take on. It. I never thought of it that way. I mean, it's kind of like the idea of race or like things of that nature. Like it's real because we make it real because we practice it and believe in it. Blase, Skippy. Yeah. And all that jazz. I mean, it, it depends. It's, 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 it's good if people can take it with a grain of salt, but some people take it no, as some a communion t- wafer as though they're actually eating the blood and the body of Christ. Right. Which is like, no, it's a metaphor. It's it's a poem. You're eating a poem. <laughs> you're, eating, you're eating a poem. Yeah, and if, if you t- when you try to be like, what the definition of is is, and you start breaking it down into all its logical uh, nuclei, then you you get tangled up, right? You know, okay. You're supposed to feel it, you know. You're supposed to feel cleansed of sin, whatever, whatever. Right. Or you're supposed to feel community with certain people, shared certain experiences, certain traits. Because I always took like instead of you know be like against. I I, I I always took it as like like a metaphor of like this. Trying like to be as Christ-like as possible in, in your behavior and how you treat people, and not to actually meet in the building and eat a cracker and drink some wine, but to like you know take in the body and blood of Christ, to be Christ as as close as you can get as humanly possible. The, the thing is, people have different pictures of what he's supposed to look like. You know, I mean, I don't mean visually. I don't mean was he was he black? Do you have skin of copper and eyes of fiery bronze? That's what the book says. Right, that's what the book says. But I mean, how did he act and behave? I mean, did he like kick gay people in the nuts or like? The book tells you that too. It doesn't. It, there's no. It's not a stipulation of how he behaved. It's that's probably the only thing that's a matter of fact is his behavior. He healed the sick. When he was when suffrage was brought upon him, he begged the father not to punish the people who brought him suffrage. That was the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle idea of like the righteous man, the most righteous man to ever live. His death sealed the ark of the covenant. Really, and it did. Jones opened it back up again. <laughs> 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 no, but it, that that. Uh, like, I got you. I got you. So it was, it was it was that serious that he he was yeah the Lamb of God the actual he was God come down and made flesh who killed pretty himself much for yeah us. 
Like, all that jazz. That's love. Like wow. and, you know, it was that's he he just embodied love and And that's why all the different stories usually have some sort of back reference to some kind of action or symbolism from that story. Right. You know, Jack's Teller, friggin' Sons of Anarchy. Last thing he does is fucking puts his hands out on the cross, Christ like, and sacrifices himself, even if he just ran his motorcycle into an oncoming. Wait, so he died like his dad died? Is that how his dad died? They say his dad committed suicide on his bike, like ran his bike into something. Oh, yeah. But then the idea is like that, uh, was it Gemma? Gemma and, yeah. and Clay. Like tampered with his bike, yeah, and he died. That was the so. Movie. So Jack, Jax is like, did you motherfuckers kill my dad? But maybe he did kill himself as a sacrifice, and then the son had to do the same thing. But I don't. I never went that far. Maybe he knew that Gemma and Clay tampered with his bike, and he. Yeah, no. I mean, I saw the last episode, and the basic it was just him with his arms splayed out. Same with uh, Gran Torino. These are these any any kind of. Uh, you know, uh, you got you got a white man as the as the lead main alpha superhero, oh, Jesus. whatever, and he's gonna die. He's gonna die like this, with his arms out like this. The, sac- the, the sacrificial lamb. The sacrificial lamb, and he's the most badass alpha mofo ever until the end where he kills himself. Right. The whatever. The greater good. The greater good. Next Oof. generation. Bro. I guess. Yeah. You know. That's the that's and more power to him, you know. I for mean, kids, more power to him. I'm not doing that. I hear that shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. This is whack, bro. That's super whack. Be killing better. yourself out here. Yeah, killing yourself out here. I mean, well, suicide minds. You kill yourself. You kill yourself. I'll be over here eating Cheerios. <laughs> I got some some flaming hot Cheetos. What'd you say? Yes, ma'am. They're not even in them. Okay. Dead silence. You're getting good at that style of uh cartoon me, cartoon shit. I mean Yeah, like the, the <laughs> like you could make you could I don't know. Well check this out. So like I got I got a couple like I found a bunch of weird like Elric freaking art, right? Like and this one is like it's like some if like Da Vinci was like drawing it. It kinda looked like the artist who the uh Blade of the Immortal a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. This, this, I know it's not, but it, you know it's, it, it's, it's way more realistic than the actual either the animation or really yeah. at any point. And then like you know, at other times it'll get more cartoony. Like you know those little four bit comic strips that she has at the end of every chapter. Yeah. In the manga, like wait, she are, she drew that? Yeah. She that drew was, that? Oh, Hiromu Arakawa. No. Oh. That was I I I mean I don't know actually I don't know who did this but. Cause there's a lot of actual. Well, there's not that much fan art for this. There's like way more for Kill I Kill. Like if you want some. No, it's a lot of fan art for Full Metal Alchemist. Like you it's, have no idea. Where is it? Where are they? Deviant art, Pinterest. That's okay. Actually, I love Pinterest, and Pinterest was usually they kept they kept giving me the same same stuff over and over again. Or if it was stuff, it wasn't. Or, or just 
that's what it is. It's not a lot of sketch fan art. It's like completed work. Yeah, they did like they colored it digitally. What are you doing? Yeah, they colored it digitally and made it, you know, right? Okay. Super textured. You, you, you look at you looking for stuff that you could. Yeah. Ink. And I was mad when I found this because this is like you remember when this animation panel yeah. happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. When he uh at the owl sacrificed, sacrificed himself. Stuff. Yeah. And he pulled the. His out arm of, out of the crowbar, like, and, and then just start beating the shit out of the god or whatever, the homunculus. And, uh, you know, like, and I thought that was like, they had a book, like, the end, like, the, the animation panels of Brotherhood. Yeah, it was, it would, uh, it'd be like 10,000 pages, though, because it's like 60 episode series. Like, do, so they do have a book? I don't know, because I don't know how they. Like, whoever found this and posted it... Yeah, that's like, dope. It was from a Tumblr, and there was, like, five other pages, and I was like, where's... Because sometimes the artists, like, they just post, like, uh, s- just samples of uh, their, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, not rough draft, it's called something else. Oh, their um, uh, storyboard. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, because I got the one for Fooly Cooly, and that's like a thousand pages, and it's like six episodes. Right. Which is just like... It's, a, you... it's long. Yeah. Well, there's there's two of them, right? There's the one that's like, here's the stuff that you guys all probably want to draw. And then there's like the actual storyboards. Yeah. And that one's like, yeah, like 1,200 freaking pages. And it's just like, ah. Uh, it's all golden, too. Like, it's like, I want to draw all of this, but huh? Yeah, so for Full Metal Alchemist, it would just be like... I mean, like, that's the perfect way, like, if you wanted to, like... Because like, if you wanted to like learn, yeah, I mean, then that's... just take one of those books. If you you don't even have to finish it, if you got far, you'd be good. If you just inked all that shit, like, so you've been inking stuff. You feel like you learned some skills from inking? Crazy skills, like I mean, like, I just, this is this is fucking just freehand. Like this is just off memory. Yeah, and the motion you get off it, like you know, and like I don't know. I mean, actually, it's. Really, inking is like the best, like just zone out. You put on like, you know, I don't know, uh, Mixed Cloud, like some DJ mixtapes. You find out some new music and you just sit there and ink. It's like the most chill, like relaxing, you know. And then it just kind of soaks into your brain. So then like the next time you pick up a pen, you'll be like, how did I do that? And then you'll be like, oh, that's, you know, it's, it's a great lazy man way to perfection. It is. It's, you know, because, you know, uh, I don't know, you really get a... Understanding of how like an artist made lines, yeah, and things of that nature, or how they create an effect. No, it's my dad. You know, that's really how I got good, sort of quick. Was just like tracing no, other artists' not. work. Be nice. Yeah. And now I try to ink. I say it's not your dad. That's my nephew, because he's your uncle Donnie, and I'm Sebastian's uncle Magic. I guess. Uncle Magic. I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> My uncle is magic. Whole lot of game. He's stuff. He's he's magic. He's a leprechaun. He is actual magic. He's made of magic. He's called magic. <sighs> he, he knows the sorcery. Don't don't tell anybody about that though. The sorcery. The sorcery. It's yeah. a secret. It is. Will the government hunt you down and try to use you for experiments? You've, they, I've already said too much. Okay. <laughs> they. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. 
I want to be. We've the already said too much. I want to be the reason I, I, you I, come I, up missing. Like, where's magic? Right. No. Who's, who's put, magic? Like, I don't got no problem putting my graffiti crimes in a, in a published book. But, <laughs> but don't tell them about the magic. No, don't talk about that shit, man. Come on. The man. That's, that's the, I don't care about local police. CIA is gonna get involved real quick. Shut up. Listen here. Oh man, today's just been like a weird day. Like, brought a woman to Target and got her some clothes. And she like, really wanted to sit on the red ball. You know how they have those like red balls outside of Target? Yeah. And she was like, I want to sit on that. And then like, I was like, okay. And I put her on there. And then she was like, I want to stay on here a little bit longer. And I was like, no, we're leaving. <laughs> like, I granted your wish. You sat on the ball. We ain't sitting in front of a Target red ball. And then she just like, got super focused and was like, Stubborn about it, and I was just like, "Man, you really no like uh, you're really fighting right we now." We went to Walmart, and we you know, Bash loves cars, so he sees this baby walker designed like a car. So he's like, "Car, car," and, and you know, wife's like, "No," and then he starts whining and fitting and falling back in the uh, stroll. So we stopped the stroll and we came over him like whispering, like. Double, like, be quiet. The double parenting fog. Like, yeah. No. And we do this this count to ten. One, two, then you straight. Are you okay? You okay? Okay. Then walk off. (laughs) That's bad. Double. (laughs) Like, time out. Not gonna flip out in this. You just, you just like, you just created like just, a room of parent bodies. Basically, coming over, I'm like, you in here. That's awesome. Like, just towering over him and bringing down the raft of parenting yeah, <laughs> down upon him. Matriarchal, patriarchal. Like, uh, you will feel, you will feel the suppression. Fix your face. Fix your <laughs> face. <laughs> How dare you? There's no crying here, sir. Man, I, my kids are freaking out of Target. I was like, I'm going to bring you out of Walmart right now just so I can beat your ass in public and blend in with everybody else. Face. No, it's it's, it's it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of strategic stuff and a lot of work. Like my wife put a lot of work into like keeping keeping him disciplined. Why you running me? And uh, they they have to they have to they have to get involved because like he'll do his thing all day until like have someone over and try to podcast. Then he wants to climb me like a tree. Just ruining my podcast. All you hear is baby baby gibberish in the background. Right, he knows. It's just like yeah, you, I'm gonna make this cute. You jerk. Get you out, jerk. Get out of here. Like, come on. Don't don't ruin my things. They they do have a funky sense of things. I don't know. I had a super weird night. My friend uh, John Dodge is like going through a divorce because he married a native girl too. And uh, whoa whoa. Okay, continue. Alright, and, and you know what? Look, before, before anyone uh, wants to attribute ideas or or put words in my mouth, let me just say... This is, don't this is, don't marry a native girl unless you're a native. Listen, my experience with, with having a baby with a native American female is what made me believe in generational trauma. Do you in generational trauma? Yeah, it's a thing. Passed down, you know what I mean? Like, through the DNA, like, the things that people experience in their life, if they're traumatic... And they aren't dealt with or... See, I'm an asshole. So, I turn that into, like... So, that slave shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like... You know, as for, like, black people, I say... like So, when I hear, like, a black person... 
like saying some ignorant shit. Or they talking about gang, gang, street, like, yeah, folks, blah, blah, like, you sound like a fucking slave. Because, <laughs> because you, you've been brainwashed by the years of traumatic shit, and then people have kids, and they pass that That's shit to their kids, down, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, force it with continual behaviors. Like, it's crazy, like, it's... People say nature versus nurture, and it's both. Like, you get, you get trauma in nature, like, from just a... It's, it's insane, because it's like... After being married and having kids, like I've been witnessing a lot of new, like a lot of new stuff, behaviors, and people like people want, like people want you to go through their pains. So they see you. So if you're in a struggle moment and you reach out to help with people, like they don't flat out tell you like, "No, nah, suffer like I suffered," but they'd be like, you know, trying to play you off or like, oh, it's just okay. It's just deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But in the background, they're like, you know, like, yeah, I suffered through that. Now you have to also, instead oh, yeah. of like being somebody that like, hey, I suffered through that. Let me help you through it. They become stand standoffish and they want to witness your suffrage. And, and in their mind, that's how you create the kinship. It's like you're not one of us until you experience the suffering. Like a hazing, almost like a hazing, but it's like that's the and that's the slave shit. Because if you look back to slave culture, that's how they maintain power over the slaves. That's how like a white family could have five hundred slaves, and what they have like what six to ten overseers. Yeah, and they'll just keep everything in order because you got to teach the slaves to keep each other in check. They pass down this trauma, you know, because if one of you gets out of line, everybody getting it. So you better keep him in check. Because if he get out of line, I'm gonna get you too. You know, you so you got to put on your best Stephen impression. I was gonna say, I assume, I assume a lot of slave owners probably got capped and friggin' murked and wrecked on the way to the defining of the knowledge of how to suppress 500 people. How do you think they came into that idea of just being like, What right. you mean? Kings and queens, they've been... It had been passed down from before? This like, is, this is something I, I got to argue with. Someone said that the racism was never <clears throat> a thing until America. <clears throat> I mean, it's, racism wasn't a thing until... The they, science of slavery was already a thing, but... Added, no, know, racism wasn't a thing until slavery became industrial uh, industry. And then you had to psychologically back up the... Because then you had to like... So because slavery as a cultural practice was a byproduct of really like warfare and uh, debt laboring. Or in some cases, depending on what culture or country you came from, slavery was like, how do I get out of poverty? Like some people in some cultures around the world, when you look at slavery, ancient slavery, like before the transatlantic slave trade... Some people will opt into slavery to escape po- to escape poverty, and they would have the option to earn their way out. Because then, if you if you're a good slave, you can earn a wage, and you earn the favor of your master. You can buy your freedom, and then you can become a prominent person. So it's a whole culture about that. But then capitalism. But then when you got when you're European nations trying to straddle the globe and you need a large workforce to maintain all this and occupation. You're in competition with other European <laughs> nations who are trying to move quicker than you. 
You know what I'm saying? New shit. Yeah. You need a you need a large workforce to help you straddle the gro- the globe. And the only way to harness a large workforce is to get a large workforce to to harness a large, large workforce. workforce. You know, and and they were really concerned about people feeling empathy about slaving all these people. It happened. It it never been done like this and before. He, no. That was yeah. So then you get all these prominent people, they start writing articles and making all these pamphlets and they're passing it out and they're spreading the word and people are preaching it through the religion like the inferiority of the 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 black man, the African, the the dark people, the brown people. They, they, the science of phrenology. They create over they got bumps on the head. Over centuries they create this 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 basically this this idea of like racial hierarchy mm-hmm. and you know and obviously the white man's at the top and then the black man's at the bottom. That's why when people like when we talk about race, why do people only mention black and white? Because those are the two sides the poles of the spectrum. Of the spectrum. Yeah. You know. You wanna you somewhere in between if you're another brown or yellow person and you wanna go up to white. You don't want to go down to black, right? You know, you want your baby to be as light and complex as possible. <laughs> you so know, like, you, it's like it's like the uh, what you call it, the, uh, the caste system in India. No, like it's crazy. Like I've watched on YouTube, it was like a, it was like an educational uh, conference, and this all these educators they came to this conference and they got all like these big wigs and education sitting there and they're talking about statistics and all the censuses they do in education and how they count the people and the numbers and see who's doing good and bad. And one of the guys, he say, for all intents and purposes, we count a lot of Asian kids as white people. Yeah. Why? Why? Because that helps boost. No, because an Asian kid raised, born and raised in America if you look at his vernacular, how he speaks and dresses, and the company he keeps, he's, he's pretty much a white person. Yeah. I mean, then there's also a stark difference between Africans and African Americans. I mean, we, raised here and versus imported. Who came later? You black. You can't be white. You, you have, I have to hold you as the thing of not to this, be. This, this, I, I know, right? So there has to be... Someone's got to... It has to be a deterrent. So your presence is a reminder of hell to everyone around you. Damn. So I'm not going to let you... And if, and you do have a lot of prominent blacks and we allow you to raise up. So, you know, to to keep the dream alive. I don't know. But it's it's a, it's, it's a crazy phenomenon. And then, like, it's like... Uh, it is, and it's it it is 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 more complicated than I think people. It's super complicated, and it's a big machine, and it's it's like people get upset because they feel like it's about hatred and bigotry. No, it's about that money, man. It's, that's all it's about. It's about the money and manipulation of populations. Because well, because it's, it's where, where do people get tangled up then? I mean, with people the get tangled up because they're so emotional. They feel because. It's it's such a silent and undetectable thing, and you feel the weight of it, and it and it strikes you emotionally. So you respond and such, and you want to buck your fist at racism and find the racism and tear them down. But they just cogs in the machine. The machine is still gonna go. Yeah. You know you need a logical approach. You you can't be uh uh 
What's the word I'm looking for? You can't be uh reactive, reactionary. Disillusioned by your emotional responses, because. The folks who are actually capitalizing off racism and using it to control and manipulate populations, they don't... Who says they're necessarily racist? They might love black people. They might have black people in their family from cousins or daughters or brothers Uh-oh. marrying black people. The seat's starting to feel a little hot. I'm not even <laughs> You know, but economically, that machine helps them benefit. So that I'm going to work this machine. And why? Because... Racism allows them to target a segment of the population for certain things. You know what I'm saying? And that's why black people are one of the most targeted populations. Because of the machine of racism allows that to happen. I can target you to fill prisons. I can target you to consume products without leaving your money in your community. I can target you for all these things because you're not as protected as these other groups. Yeah. With unions and with... I mean, because other groups did slowly make their way into uh, the, the sacred white brotherhood. Yeah. Asians are getting there. Yeah. yeah. Some Hispanics are getting there. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're, they're, you know... It's, and, 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 and because their they're, uh, intact cultures allow for levels of protection. Because yeah. they, they protect each other. You don't several black people because you don't have your culture was destroyed. Mm. It wasn't intact when you came here. Every Negroid for himself. Yeah. <laughs> and and you might have to step on some other Negroids, Negroids. to get to get where you want to yeah, go. Excuse the, the terminology. You know, people of color, African American, people who melanated Nubians. <laughs> no, I say Negroids because we were watching the craft. The craft. The craft, because because we do sometimes we do podcasts on old movies. Hi. And we just talk shit throughout the movie while we watch it. You mean that book with those, like, teenage... Hi. You can say hi to me. Yeah, the teenage girls. And their wishes. Yeah. We watched the craft, and we didn't remember the racist parts. Oh, yeah. Because the little black girl, some other, some white girl, she was like... They was in the locker room, she was like... She said something about Negroid, yeah. Yeah, she was like, why is there uh, pubic hair on my brush? Oh, this is one of... One of those Negroid hairs. One is Rochelle's nappy hair. She's like, oh, well, so- she's like, what's your problem? She's like, I just don't like Negroids. Damn. And, and walked off on them. Oh, that was cold. That was worse than Mean Girls. <laughs> My wife was mean like, girls I, don't, I don't remember this, this being so racist. <laughs> It's, it's from the I know right like you go back to movies from like the 90s right like movies you were raised on and you're just like oh man racism is that crazy I have been I have been programmed and I didn't even analyze the programming while I was going in and you go back later and you're like oh no, I would have noticed but I didn't notice because I seen the craft on like TNT and they took that oh, they out, took that out. <laughs> oh that's that's why we didn't notice because we didn't see the craft in theaters. We saw it on cable television. Oh, and then you went to the internet and, and it was and like, here's the full and they, pledge, <laughs> uncensored. And they softened with it the, up. With the teenage sex scene and everything. Like, Pretty much. Was, you know, they don't, they don't mess around. That man. It ended real badass. Like, when she, when she got her full powers and started coming at them. It was kind of like, yeah. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't like Madoka Magica hardcore, but it was like, you know. That was creepy. Like I can't watch that again. Me neither. One is more than enough. Like, and I can watch Evangelion. And like, and you know why I could watch times. Evangelion a couple times and not Monaco Magica? What's the difference? Why not? It's because the art style is better. No, it's it's because like 
they did it more on purpose. Monica Magica? Yes. Yeah, they were they were trying to do that to you, the you, viewer. You, you know what I'm saying? Whereas like it was like I feel like whoever made Evangelion kinda of did that to themselves and then they were like, Here, look at this thing that I that I made of my own brain. You know no, what I mean? He, he was like the 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 word around the way is that like he was pressured to do to like make the series so plain all the way through. And then he got it got so much money and acclaim towards the end of the series. They gave him a little freedom, and like, okay, do what. You... And he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he was kind of fed up by the whole process because they want him to make robots so they can make toys. And he had to do this, and they had to do Cute that. Girls, he had to get fourteen-year-old girls, and all one that. of them a fiery redhead from Germany, the other mm-hmm. a bland, and possible you like know, clone of mom clone. It was all like servant make toys, you know, because eventually, make toys, yeah, make merchandising. Cowboy Bebop was done because they told uh, Watanabe, they told him, yeah, you can do what you want, but you have to add a certain element so we can make toys, and that's why each of the characters has their own like little spaceship. Yeah. That's why he has swordfish and um, I forgot what the other ships are called. So they so they can make toys out of those things. I've never seen a toy of those. I know because I would buy all the cowboys. <laughs> like where are they? Where they at? Like, am I too late? Oh, your cat now. Your cat with Django glasses. Django cat. She got yeah. She picked those glasses out. We was a we was a play with closet because it's impossible to find pants. For a man of my stature this time. And what you mean? Because you're short? Because I'm short. So there's no pants that like actually fit my fucking... You gotta buy towel pants. Towel pants? For children. Oh. Like go to the... I went to the adolescent section Target and they had junk. Crap. Doo-doo. But you gotta somehow... Go, you gotta go short, JC Penny. Oh. Short, fashionable men sell their clothes. Up to the, I don't know where they get them from, but they end up in the closet. So I went there. I got some pretty dope. Okay, so you got a spot then. Yeah, I got a spot. Order shit from online. Yeah, I got from, that from, too. from Asian companies. You know, they're typically yeah, the smaller Asians, men. The Asians, the Asians do got my back. The, yeah, so they'll be... The man of my stature. Yeah. Which is how I put it. Yeah, the yeah. man of your stature. Yeah. You know, short people. Shut the fuck up. Okay, it's all good. You know. Who are you calling a pint-sized person? <laughs> <laughs> you got that... I do. That you schism. One one of those things in common with the full metal. Micron Alchemist. Sneezes. Hmm, I don't know what I want to work on next. I'm doing too much. It's crazy. What do you think? You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna do a, a a squad portrait? You think of my idea? Yeah. You and me and Quinn, like, you know, just. First of all, Quinn. I'll do the letters in the background. Quinn don't even care about it no more. I don't care about it. He cares about it or not. We still gonna pimp his image as the most gangster, thugged out, crying, sad, I, emotional poet. Realism. I, I like the idea of. of he doesn't an, care. I like the idea of anonymity. Okay. And people. Because people don't know who we are. You're right. That's Let's use that. That's why I like the idea of Twitter. Of like just going on Twitter and taking some of our worst quotes or some of the worst shit of our poems and just posting them as little lines on Twitter, that'd be huge. And Do you have a Twitter? Twitter's a Twitter's a funky place, man. I don't Twitter know. is a funky place. It's, it's kind of scary too. It is scary. You know, like, like that's that's why at, at your at your too. own risk. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll find you. They'll, they'll find will. out who you are they'll behind it. Like, <laughs> I know, and they'll find out that I'm a white guy saying this shit. I'm gonna be in trouble. They'll, they'll come after you. Yeah, I'm just. I don't really have anything to lose right now. I'm pretty fucking jobless. Like, uh, you know, fucking 
I got a pretty good place to live. And and that's not gonna change because I say everything that I say in front of you in front of Mary. You know what I mean? I'm trying to bring her to the dark side. You know? And sometimes she'll even vent to me about shit that she can't say in front of the social justice crowd. But, you know, so I don't have any threat of losing my place. I don't, to live, I, I don't feel their weight. You don't feel their weight? I mean... Are they a strong force to be reckoned with? On social media? Yeah. Like, they'll gang, they'll all come at you at once on one thread. And you'll be there by yourself, drowning. And they'll just be pelicans. You'll be Asuka. You know what I mean? You think you'll beat them. You think they're all fucking lying dead, right? You hit all with the perfect arguments... Launch, Lance, launch, See, I, I think that's why because I'm never, I, I would never argue with a SJW on social media. I, I made the mistake. I, of I, I don't treat Dave Chappelle. I don't treat social media like a real place because it's not a real place. It's not, <laughs> and really, it's what you invest in it. And I, I don't, I just, uh, you, you're probably, you're probably wise to, to just fucking ditch it. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I play in the real world. Man. You gotta you play in the real world. You do. That's why I came here and the book was already freaking done. <laughs> Are you upset? Are you upset about you? I'm, I'm, You're supposed I'm, to be fucking happy. I'm so happy about it that I'm like, man, what the... F-? Like... Why do I, why do I exist? Why, yeah, you I mean, wrote like, half the poems and created half the art. I mean, I could have put all my poems and all my art and you just put my name But you wouldn't have got the grant, though, because I read I your did grant. get the... Yeah, you helped me with the grant. Sharing him with the grant, I had a lot of help with that grant. You did. So I wouldn't have got it. Without the help of you guys. Okay, good. And so we're help, a team. Right, right. I, I did Whatever stuff. makes you feel better. Yeah. Helps you sleep at night. You know. Do you got, that. You got Sharpie? Make some of these. I do got Sharpie. What, you, you, who are you, Miles now? You're doing little graffiti on... I, I was a little inspired by... And you're going to put some stickers everywhere? Yeah. yeah, I am. More, more black people with black kids should watch that movie. I don't hear enough noise... Apparently they watch it all the time at the Washington Center, but yeah, I mean, I watch it like crazy. Even my mom loves it. She's like, you know, I'm. I've never seen such a great portrayal of superheroes or of black people. Oh wow! On cinema, in cinema, except for uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. I feel like to the point, I feel like from this point on, all superhero movies should be animated. Really? Really. Like, they just shit on, like, a decade of live-action superhero movies. They did. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like, the movement, the fight scenes, the dialogue, the every, every Between that and watching The Incredibles 2, like, I, those two movies shit on all superhero movies from the last 10 years. I didn't see The Incredibles 2. I was trying. Aluna only watches Spider Man. She gets like on these loops where she's like, "I'm gonna watch this movie," and I try to put on another movie. She's like, she's "No, like, fuck that." B. We watch Spider Man. I think that's all we got right now. Like I was watching uh, Kang and Ashura, and my son was watching some of that with me. It's kind of like Baki the Grappler. Oh, nice! And it's on Netflix. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're here because I want to talk about it. Oh my god, I am so fucking disappointed at Cannon Busters. I'm so it's I'm so let down. I couldn't I couldn't I, I can't I'm, I couldn't keep watching it like it I'm, had it had promise. I want where where in the beginning it just no, like, look it, at all the crazy shit that's no it, no it didn't it was it was bland it tried to be funny it wasn't funny the animation was trash and then like the original art style of the characters was so dope and they watered it down with this 
anime trope shit. Whack anime trope shit. I was hoping you would power through it where I didn't and be like, it was worth it. And I'd be like, no, I'm to go back I'm, and finish I'm it. I'm in the third. Now I'm, I'm the, disappointed. I'm in the third episode and I'm going to power through it <laughs> just to talk about how horrible it is. Uh, and what, what LaShawn Thomas did wrong? What, <laughs> what he did wrong was, uh, I don't know. I've been learning to sacrifice parts of the vision in order to get the works done. Especially when you're collabing with people. True. <clears throat> you know, and... And that's business. But in some parts, you just don't do that. Like, the way they changed his art style... Mm-hmm. It, that itself took all the originality out of it. And now it looks like every other... That's now, made it hard to watch. Was like, how, like how one, one lines everything was. It, you know, like... Now you just basically got the same type of anime characters just with brown skin. Like and you took all the afro out. You let them suck the black out of your black Damn. anime. That's afro Sam Afro Samurai, Samurai had more blackness than And and to wait around for this for the decades people have waited. I mean, I know there was a lot of anticipation. I was anticipating, and I wasn't even like because I was following the show like that. Like you should have, like you should have just. You were better off taking off a year from animation and just doing a graphic novel. Huh? Like I don't, I don't know. People yeah, might like it so dang well. You know, and uh, I don't know. Like I'm really disappointed. I'm. I've gotten to the episode where that like. Hills have eyes. Family tried to eat Philly. They they were gonna skin him. Wasn't that the, they had like the cute chick who was like yeah like lured him in yeah like, oh, and she poisoned him and he died yeah yeah but I don't get like why it took him so long to come back alive when the first time they killed him he just healed instantly bam I mean and actually that's not my problem with that episode the like the dialogue was bland like. He's a bland kid. The voice acting is terrible. It's like, I haven't seen bad voice acting in anime in like 10 years. Like, I thought those days were over. Like, I don't know. I, is it? I don't know. Did they like say, oh, we're doing this anime for this black man. We don't give a fuck. Fuck his anime. Is, is that what they did? I'm, now I'm kind of wondering. Because I mean, dude. Was, was that was, was they, that was that put, racism at work in all animation? Put all everything into Black Panther, but that was African black. But you know? no, that was Marvel, and that's also the because because he went through the gatekeepers. Yeah. So. Whereas Lashawn Thomas is trying to do this. Actually, and I was talking about uh, I was talking about this with Ryan because he asked me. He was like, "I see that chicken." That I know this podcast is gonna be full of like child. And, Jerry in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's our live dude. I was I was talking to uh Ryan about Black Panther. He asked me was Black Panther over it. I was like, yeah, the fight scene sucked. The story wasn't all that. It was pretty basic, you know what I'm saying? But I liked it because of the the commentary of like they had of black versus Africa. Ooh. And that's a conversation nobody has ever had. I, I when I was giving those chicks a uh, Uber ride to the uh, to uh, to the airport, they were all uh, Africans, Nigerian, and she was she, the chick was from Atlanta, and I was like, so like I see a phenomenon here in town 
trying to figure out how to bring this up lightly. Where, yeah, at, uh, they go to African parties and they got all that dope dance hall music and it's fire. And then you go to, uh, you go to African American parties and you don't see uh, the two crowds. It's two completely different crowds. They don't mix. It's two completely different sets of black people. And, you know, they don't... There's maybe one or two crossovers, but usually... The crowds, of the people who go to the one don't go to the other. And I was like, is it like that down in Atlanta? And she was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, and I was like, what's up with that? Why is there this division? And, you know, we didn't really, we they, didn't get they, into they it. They didn't want to get into it. I mean, I didn't, you know, it was like, I'm just giving you a ride. But <laughs> Why did you bring it? I don't even know, because she was African. And I don't know. Like, like, let me ask it this was question. A, it was a good, like, she, she started, I was just going to be quiet and listen to my freaking music, but. You know, she just wanted to, you know, talk about. I was like, yeah, and poetry. So I love poetry. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, so Africans, African Americans. What's up? What's up with this beef? East Coast, West Coast beef? What's going on here? Oh, shit. Like. Oh, I need to get to the bottom of this, so I need more data. Go, spending uh, two semesters at UMD, that's when it, it like, hit me because I was a. I'm American black kid. I'm a. A, you know, a nigga from Chicago. True. And I went to UMD. True. And, and I went to UMD, and I looked around, and there were a lot of, like, black people in UMD, but none of them, none of them, none of them, not, not a one, not, not a one, was, now look, here's the, here's the thing. A lot of them were you can say American blacks because they were born here, but they're first generation, first, third, second generation immigrants of Africans that came over. None of them were descendants of slaves, American you, from the slave trade. You know. Right. Yeah, right. I do. Yeah. There's, yes. Yes. There's a palpable difference. <laughs> And as, as for me, it's, I, I don't know how to talk about it because I can't say any of these words. So I'm noticing, and it's not a problem. I say I have an issue with it. It was just, it was peculiar. It, it, you had you were curious. You it know? Was, I was very curious. This is a phenomenon, and there should be a reason behind this. Yes, but then as a uh, of science. Th- this is what hit hit at home for me. Was like uh, I, I went to uh, every year the uh, BSA Black Student Association. They do a uh, like. Black History Month celebration. Yeah. So they did one and I attended it. And it's like this uh, black professor that used to teach at UMD. He's like one of these like mythical uh, storytelling uh, people. And he, he's from Africa. He's, a, he's an immigrant. Yeah. Uh, heavy accent and everything. And he, he, he was, he, he began to spill and he's going to go into one of his, uh, you know, Great stories because he's a orator, uh, orator, and he, and he, he believes in the art of the spoken word with stories that people should tell these stories and pass down oral traditions. It's a long, powerful tradition. So he's doing that, but before he gets into the whole story, he gives his spiel, and he was like, "Where I come from, well, we say, if you are men, you don't know your culture, you are a slave," and I was like. Talking about me. <laughs> this motherfucker's talking about me. <laughs> yo, yo, listen here. And, and so I hate to use the, the the generalized language of them and us, but in that moment, I was like, "Ha! Oh, this is what they think of us." Hmm. And like you know, because white people generally see us like you some slave niggas. 
And, yeah. and so get into a physical altercation with it and it'll be fine. And so do African people. It's like you some slave. Like we just some slave. So it's like I thought about how like slavery like destroyed the culture of people and like bastardized an, an entire segment of the globe. Mm. Your culture is a bastard culture. Black American culture is a bastard culture in the eyes of every culture on the planet. That's why it's, it's, people think it's up for grabs. It's like, up for grabs. Yeah. You can take it and I don't have to honor it. I can sell it and I can participate in it and I don't have to honor anyone from it and it's not really viewed as a culture and it's not held together with anything. Yeah. It's such... Uh, it's, it's very frustrating. I mean, there's... there's, there's a, Back right. to cannon busters. Not, <laughs> yo, not even not even the devils advocate that, but just to like just to feed off it. Um, so like I know a lot of I mean I'm in okay in, in the Facebook in the Facebook realm. I happen to be part of a lot of uh, like black art and music groups because I you know really enjoy black music and art and culture right. And you get a lot of people talking about uh, cultural appropriation and how there's a lot of gatekeeping. Where a lot of people will say, this person cannot do this, cannot steal, our culture cannot do blah, blah, blah. And it will be said by people who only share this somewhat skin tone with the people who create the culture, but don't actually contribute. See, and this is how I see it. Like, How are you going to be a gatekeeper when you don't actually contribute to the culture? You just, just going to sit there and block and, the door? And, and I think every culture on the planet should be accessible to every other people on the planet. Because that's how we merge and learn from each other is experiencing each other's cultures. Right. My only thing with that is as long as you respect the culture and you really educate yourself on the people, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, true that. And you know, what I'm education saying? is is not something you do in a classroom. No, you educate yourself. Like you take it seriously. Like if I'm going to, you know, what I'm saying like now a lot of different cultures practice their own separate martial arts, but in general terms, most of the world's martial arts have been developed in Asian cultures. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying so as I learn about martial arts, I think it's respectful to learn a little bit about some of those Asian Asian, Asian cultures. You right. know? So, like, if I learn a type of karate, it's only respectful to learn a little bit about Japanese culture. Right. You learn the kowtow, you get the gi, and the whole, you know. You know, if you, if you learn some kung fu, you should learn a little bit about Chinese culture. You yeah, just shouldn't right. just learn kung fu like I'm a pimp kung fu. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if you learn, if you learn, if you practice in hip hop, you should re- respect black culture. True that. I don't know. I've been in, I've been in too many circles of people who practice hip hop and talk about hip hop culture, and it's like the language they talk with the language they use. They so, they stray so far away from calling it black culture. It's almost like it's not black culture. It's, it's become academic. It's like, yeah. So they, they say everything without ever saying black people. Basically. Right, yeah. It's like, you know you're practicing black culture, right? You're black right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like if I was walking around in the in the kimono or something, motherfucker looking at me strange, like, you know you're practicing Japanese culture right now, right? Yeah, you know, Just like, so you know. I'm just letting you know, you know, so 
Are you walking around, you know? Out of curiosity, I'm like, really, a little you bit. Know, what do you know about uh, spray cans and break dance? You know, right? You know, when you sag your pants a little bit, you know what I mean? And you talk with certain vernacular, you know, right? You know, acting real black you right know, now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you uh, know. It's it's a peculiar thing, and I'm not saying. Anybody, are you saying there's, there's there's people who are faking the funk out there? I'm not saying anybody's faking anything. I'm just saying I'm, I see a lot of phenomena, and it's just and I'm addressing. That's, that's that. not even an issue for me, man. Like, and because you know, if because I wanted an accurate, like, I, I fell in love with black culture, right? With with breaking, with with graffiti, with all that stuff, and I didn't want to learn about it in a academic setting <laughs> you know what I mean so like if you're going to do that you're going to have to go to the source and so you hang with a lot of black people you don't have to hang with a lot of black people you're the source <laughs> the source you know not the source the magazine and the you know source. what I think that's what it is is like uh, a lot of people sample black culture and don't want anything to do with actual black people I mean they're missing out you, right, you are my favorite human beings ever lived <laughs> with black people. So yeah, come come hang with the Negroids. I mean, yeah. you you two in particular though. I mean, I know a lot of people who are really like they they take it to a point where they intellectualize black self, and they're like, if you're not kowtowing the right way, then like it's just like you're this or you're that or you're fake. It's like, well, the people who you know taught me where I got the source from. You know what I mean, they they ain't like that. You know, they don't they don't feel like these these little uh, you know small. Well, I don't know uh, these these particulars. You know, or these these certain these certain keys have to be turned to open the gate. You know, it's just like yeah, it's free for everybody. But yeah, as you if you look around, you'll notice. It's just it's just it's just about respect. You know what I'm saying? If you gonna partake in the culture, respect the people. Yeah. Don't partake in the culture and want nothing to do. With those people, or or like go around and then do blackface or something. Like there's there was a story that this chick was like a really famous Russian like twerk chick, and she she just uh, you know got caught on this huge scandal because she like ended up dancing in like a huge like, Mr. Popo mask or something. It was oh like, shit! Yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> and uh, you know it was like yo, that's you know you're doing twerking and you're making money off it, and then you disrespecting. The, the people, the people, like that's fucked up, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you just—it's uh, like you just learn twerking, like as an art form from afar, like, and then. It's, it's, but it's not an art form to her. It's a—it's—it's it's a spectacle. You're right. She she, she made a. She know. she doesn't take it. She doesn't respect the art of twerking. I don't even know if I respect the art of twerking. I do. I've, I don't. I, it is. It's an art. Oh, it's, it's something to be to be. <laughs> He's like. He's like, it's, it's not just butt shaking. There's a scale. Oh, man. There, it's, 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 athleticism, a control. It's, it's level Musicality is, you know. <laughs> and some people, you know, blessed with the talent. Is, you know, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're being very serious. Like, yeah. really, like Oh, dead ass, B. No, listen. And, and there's an art to everything. And some you know, you just got to... You just gotta know that if someone puts their all into something, it shows. Okay. You know, it's, it's no, it's, they're not half-assing. It's using. They they put their heart and soul into the twerk. Yes, and and that's it's important. And, the, and until this black maiden call, called the twerk. I mean, you know, yeah, pretty much signs. Let my ass do the talking. <laughs> The hips don't lie. <laughs> the, hips, the hips don't lie? Oh, shit. Well, fucking... Back to Cannon Busters. Yeah, oh, I Goddamn, LaShawn <laughs> Thomas. Scrap that 
scrap that season and do it over. You should message him. Nah, I don't want to become one of these hateful. I'm just gonna take it what it is. I'm gonna take it as a lesson because I'm a he. He's the sacrificial lamb. He dies so that that bloody bloody knuckles can become the the dopest, sickest, most. He he did. You know, you know. Without Kanye, there would be no J Cole or no Drake. That's true. And, And I wish. Matter of fact, without Kanye, even though Kanye isn't credited with mumble rap, without him, that wouldn't exist. That would not. No, true. He's, He's the father. He broke down the gangster rap doors so that other things can happen. Yeah. And without without him doing that, so I got to give credit to LaShawn Thomas for kickstarting that, getting the kickstarting funding, making the pilot, presenting the pilot to Netflix, and getting his show on the air and I guess he had to make sacrifices to get it there and those sacrifices like destroyed his product but he did but because he made those sacrifices maybe I won't have to there's, there's many there's, there's, there's many a bloody and beaten body of lamb <laughs> on the path to you know, and I, res- I respect all that but also as a fan I look I look at that as a fan and a creator I look at that and I see that they really like Man, they really, they really watered his shit down. They watered it down. They they cut that coke so many times. He like, here, I'm giving you pure dope. And they're like, before we sell it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shave this with baking soda repeatedly and some water and some vinegar, make it all foamy and shit. You know what I'm saying? Baking soda and vinegar, those two. Yeah, like so. I don't know. Very nice. I don't know. He Poor says, Sebastian. but I don't him to say, no, you can't have my budget. You know what? I am astonished at your son's patience. Like, she's teaching him great patience, and he's passing every test. Like, he, he, he is the most empathetic child I've ever met in my life. If you scolded your child and made her cry, he will cry at you for scolding your child. Yeah. Like, he, he, he was kind of like that. He, he like... You know, he, he really okay. loves people. I got to put her to bed. You, you're, you're leaving like I'm out here. <laughs> I, I do. Well, it's 8 o'clock. It's dark. Yeah. And right. putting her to bed is kind of a is a long, drawn-out process. We got a whole routine now. A <laughs> ritual. We, yeah, we got a bath. We get the lotion and a toothbrush, and then we read Winnie the Pooh. And then... Read Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh is one of the greatest works of literature. I don't the the original Winnie the, the Pooh. The original Winnie the Pooh is like... I. It's, it's amazing. Not that new shit. Hell no. Fuck that new you shit. You gotta get the old Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. The, written by the old British dude talking about, and he writes, has Winnie the Pooh writing poems. I've opened up my sets with Winnie the Pooh poems, and it just confused everyone. Like, it's. Like, I, I have. I want to witness that. There, there, it's, you'll see. You, it will happen. With Winnie the Pooh. We, we, I mean, you know, mo- momentum is built, bro. And, and basically, I guess I just came to say that, uh, uh, all right. I can either uh, wallow in heartbreak and self-pity or become the greatest artist this town has ever seen. That's what you do. Become the greatest and play the game a little bit, you know. Oh, it's going to be fun. Okay. I mean, but I got to learn not to piss people off at certain times. Like, reading, I'm just so not racist at Gentrified Juneteenth. No, you... I was so excited to make those people mad. And then I was so sad when I dashed their hopes and dreams. Because <laughs> they loved my first poems. And then I was like, well, they, yeah, they, fuck they, you. They gave you some love and then you spit in their faces. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And that, that hurt that hurt me to see what I did to them. Pause.